Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And um, I'm excited that you've decided that you want to um, listen to this topic, which is actually titled Finding Your Purpose Now That You Are No Longer Producing Eggs. And <laughs> the reason I'm excited is if you've clicked to actually listen to this, I think you've understood the, um, or you've got the curiosity in you about someone who would actually put it into context about the fact that when we get to this midlife period, we are starting to come into the transition. We call it menopause, but in its most um, primal and basic sense, it is when we stop producing eggs. And um, it this is, I remember the day when um, sort of things were starting to get a little bit different in my um, period. And it was like, oh, okay, I'm starting to wane. And for me, it was like, oh, okay, my eggs will be gone. And for me, there was a little bit of a lightness to it. There's obviously a bit of sadness to it, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about that because once a woman understands that they are coming into a period, well, this has been my experience anyway, they're coming into a period of transition where they will no longer be producing eggs, it can trigger so many emotions, like the whole spectrum from excitement right through to absolute um, grief. And so I'm really wanting to talk about it today. And I'm wanting to talk about this because I don't think we talk about it in this context. We talk about the physicality and we talk about menopause being we stop menstruating and all of the symptoms with that. But in its most primal sense, it's about what perceived value do we have in our own mind, let alone what do we perceive others value in us when we are no longer able to reproduce. And we are the most amazing animals because there's only two other mammal species that when we no longer can produce eggs, Mother Nature just doesn't tell us to go into a corner and die. We have two um there's ourselves and there's um, pilot whales and orca whales. And, and we are, you know, the evidence is or the research suggests that we're kept alive so that beyond our egg producing um, phase, we do have a purpose and they call it the grandmother effect. But, but what if you don't see yourself in that grandmother mode at that stage or even ever? So anyway, I digress. There's three key points that I'm going to talk about today. One is just the whole point of not being able to produce eggs any longer or no longer producing eggs, um, the triggers that that can um, sort of start for anyone, any woman. Um, another thing I'm going to talk about is I've got examples of some gorgeous 
um, women, I call them gutsy ladies, who these triggers of no longer producing eggs or getting to this midlife phase was the launching pad for the most incredible life beyond midlife. And the third thing is I want to share with you three things that I think um, that I want you to consider so that you can start to glide through this phase, um, especially if it is a very triggering time for you. So on to the first one. Like there are three key points about this triggering that can happen when we realise that we are no longer going to produce eggs. As I said, it's um, we are kept alive beyond egg producing for a reason and the research is, is suggesting that it's that grandmothering effect. But what the other um, research I did into this, the other readings about this is the fact that we're coming into this crone phase now, it's so sad because Walt Disney did some incredible things, but one thing I hate that he did was that he would depict that older woman in a crone um, figmentation. And when you look at the definition for, for crone, it is, the, is an ugly old woman. And that is just so wrong because um, what they're saying, this crone phase, is is all about this high levels of wisdom, its inner knowing, and its intuition. And for those who are listening, like myself who is talking, when you've got at least four or five or even six, even seven decades under your belt of living on this planet, and particularly in these modern times, to depict the crone as just the ugly old woman versus the crone who is this wise wise woman that has so much to contribute um if only she could see it in those terms herself and if only we could talk more and more about this in our society so the other part of the research about the whales and ourselves being kept alive longer is the fact that they they see and particularly in the whales um in the pods that the whales, the older whales that um, no longer can produce, go into leadership positions. Now, does that mean straight away it's about professional leadership? No, but they are seen, they, these whales take on a role within the pod, within the tribe, within the community that they live, and they are deferred to or they seek to share their wisdom in a leadership capacity. And I think that is just such a, a beautiful example of how gliding midlifers can see this stage of their life as such a gorgeous um, uh, foundational period. You know, the, the, the previous four or five decades is like a launching pad into really making the most of all that we have learnt, all that we have experienced and and how we can contribute that to the world that we live in. Of course, to be able to do that, you need to know yourself pretty damn well. You need to know your story. You need to love your story. And I go more in detail of this later in the episode. So that's one of the things is around this triggering effect. effect. It could be con conscious for me, it was very conscious. 
and for other women I've spoken to, it's quite unconscious because they've sort of focused more on the symptoms that come about from no longer being able to produce eggs. And they haven't really understood that that it, that this can bring up so many different emotions. And there's two midlife women or two groupings of midlife women where I see the triggering around this can be even more intense. And one of them is those beautiful midlife women who have got to this phase and as they no longer can produce eggs, it brings about a grief because in the back of their mind or what comes to the fore for them is because they can no longer produce eggs, they get very sad about the fact that they never made, um, whether this was consciously or unconsciously, the way the, their life actually transpired, they never got to take full use of their egg producing. So I'm talking about those women who may have consciously or unconsciously spent a lot of time um, building an incredible career. And um, while they may have had different partners through that period, there was, you know, the decision not to have children um, was, was a decision that they made. However, when they get to the point that it is no longer available to them, it can unravel them because like so many of us, one big human trait that we have is we like to control things. So in those um, decades where it was an absolute choice not to have children, that was fine and they could rationalise that. But when they get to this period now in life that they no longer have that choice, it can, and I've got conversations with numerous women I've had with this, it has unravelled them on a level that has surprised them, particularly because they knew that they had made a choice not to have these children. So um, what does that mean for them? It means that they need to be kind to themselves. They need to take some time out. It is a grief. That is a true grief of what could have been that can no longer be, even though it was a choice for them. So if you've got, if you are one of those women or you have those women in your circle Please allow them to talk about this because, as we know with women, um, we do process a lot of our emotions and our thinking by with self-expression. Um, so I think this is a really important point to be bringing up for those women. Then there's the absolute opposite of this. There are the women out there that um, I have conversations with quite regularly who getting to this point in their life where um, they, you know, are losing the ability to produce eggs is not as high on their gender now. Like it's, they've, uh, they've transitioned to that phase quite seamlessly and they can see some incredible things on their um, horizon and so many experiences that they now want to experience because that part of their or that phase of their life is now behind them, but they get quite stuck because the partner in their life, these are women I'm talking about who are partnered up, that that partner in their life is not ready to acknowledge that that's the phase and stage they're at. And so they can inadvertently find themselves quite frustrated about the fact that that's where their partner's at. 
Um, and and yet the irony here is it's actually not about the partner. You can never change anyone else. You can never ask anyone else to change for you because it will never work in that context. That is very much about um, you looking within yourself and just the mere fact that your partner may not be ready to expand and and go and explore all these amazing things now that you've come into this midlife space or beyond should not be a full-blown factor to stop you from moving forward. Yes, you need to acknowledge that that may be a challenge within this, but it is still absolutely possible to move forward. And that I share more about how to do that toward the end of the episode. So I think it's um, the word triggering, and I, I'm, I, I'm finding it a little bit difficult that I'm saying this so many times already in the episode, but it is very common in our vernacular. And just to explain, when I see this as triggering, it is the fact that um, you can find yourself in emotional turmoil, frustration, anger, a whole raft of emotions that you don't even realise have come about because of this phase in your life. And it's it's important to sort of acknowledge where you're at with that. So I was doing um, a lot of Googling as well as um, duck, duck going for those who know the other, but I was investigating examples of um, particularly women who have taken advantage of um, this next phase of their life and still found purpose. And one thing that really was highlighted to me is there are copious examples of men. I reckon it probably came in about four examples of a male, four or five to one female. Um, And I don't believe that that's because there's not examples of women out there. I think that just shows you once again with the weighting around our media and um, the society that we've grown up, which has had a very heavy masculine base, that there are a lot of women who have taken advantage and found purpose, but it's not high on the media's agenda. So I want you to think about that right now. Who are the women in your life who I would describe as gutsy ladies? They have come into this midlife space and they have um, taken advantage or capitalise on what could have been really, really challenging periods for them and it's turned out to be the best thing for them. And they have not just glided through midlife, but beyond into their, well into their um, dotage, into their older years. So one example I came across was an American woman called Evelyn Gregory. And um, she, the story that, and again, it wasn't a lot of story on this. All I could pin, um, sort of take the key pieces from her story was when she was just 42 years of age, her husband died suddenly. Um, She was full-time working at that point. I think she was a bank executive. Um, And at that point, she had always had or she um, acknowledged a childhood dream that she had had, and that was to be a flight attendant. Now, if my mum's listening to this, (laughs) I wanted to be a flight attendant, but I was uh, told in no uncertain terms that that would not be my career path. Why I listened, I don't know. So what Evelyn Gregory did was she chose to go and reinvent herself and most importantly take a a change in her career path. 
that in itself at 42 um, or in those years, having been recently widows, that's that's pretty significant. What I found even more significant, it wasn't until she was 71 that she actually was accepted to be a full-blown flight attendant. She was rejected over numerous years because of her age. But the thing I love that's so beautiful about this story is the photo of her in her 70s with what they say her flying wings. She continued to be a flight attendant well beyond then. So think about that now. If you're listening to this episode and you are in your 40s, even in your mid-50s, that is at least another 15 to 20 years beyond where you are today. Just think about that. That is a considerable amount of time. Um, If you're Australian listening to this, our average life expectancy um, born at my age, uh, born in 1967, is around 83 to 84 years of age. So even beyond retiring at 75, there's at least another 10 years, let alone if you have incredible genetics that will get you at least into your 90s, even 100. So just think about this in context. If you are someone that has a desire to find a different purpose from what your purpose has been in the previous decades, you have time. You have more than enough time. So much can change in a week, let alone a month, let alone six months, if you choose to really commit to that direction. It's just, it's, I've just seen so many examples of it. I even know my own example. Now, another woman that I came across, now this was more local to me. I'm in northern New South Wales. This woman is based in Coffs Harbour. Um, she had, her name is Anne Beasley. And she um, currently, right now, is a lawyer in her 70s. And she, the article I'd read was actually a number of years old. But um, she had gone to study law in her 50s. Her approach to it, she would take it one subject at a time to complete. I love that. Baby steps. And the article that was written a couple of years ago, um, she was planning to complete her master's in her 70s, like as as she was hitting her 70s. I've actually just checked and she is still today a solicitor in the Coffs Harbour area. And I just, you know, when the article that I read that um, she was interviewed in, it was so beautiful to hear the choice that she made was very deliberate and it was very much about contribution and purpose. And I've got no doubt that um, that she has continued and will continue in these latter years, in these next decades, even, you know, it's not unheard of with that background that she would still be working into her late 70s and even her 80s and, and contributing with purpose. So that's just two really simple examples. And I'm pretty sure that you know of women that the midlife years became their launching pad into into the the um, purpose that they found themselves um, into their eighth or ninth decade. So something that is so important around this topic is to ask yourself the question, like it's actually to take the time out to reflect. If you are in constant go, go, go mode, you will not be asking these questions of yourself. 
you will, you know, that's very habit robot mode. You will just be getting up in the morning and going through the motions. And so you need a spoke in your wheel. You need a circuit breaker. You need to give yourself the time to reflect. And that is exactly what my gutsy ladies do in the program. Just being with other women going through the same um, experience as them is just provides them with space that they commit to. So that's that's an example for that. Um, the other thing before I go into what the three key things I think you, I'd love you to consider if this is something that's now got you inspired is that the research is out there that we that not just women humans that live a purposeful life that means their life has meaning it doesn't mean only in the professional sphere it could absolutely be in that grandmother that you want to be it could be in your community sphere um it could be just within your own family but those humans that have and live a meaningful purposeful life they live longer they are known to have healthier hearts. The, the key point, though, is that they are absolutely more psychologically resilient. And I, as a, um, if you've listened to my other episodes, I coach um, women in their 70s. And the women that I coach who are still choosing to be coached at that time um, um, psychological resilience is one of the key outcomes for the coaching experience. And that is also because the coaching experience is often about helping a human move forward with purpose and what it is they really want to do in these next phases. So you're listening to the name of this podcast, which is Gutsy Ladies. And the reason I named it Gutsy Ladies is because that is how I describe my gliding midlife women, those women who have embraced midlife and used it as a launching pad for the most incredible chapters and years and decades beyond. Now, the definition of gutsy is to have courage, to have determination, and to have spirit. Now, Evelyn and Anne, those stories, they needed that to be able to move forward. And if you feel right now that you are actually doing more grinding rather than gliding, then you are going to need courage and determination and spirit to get you through. But the reason I call this Gutsy Ladies, and this is why I love that name of Gutsy Ladies, is that when a woman sees herself, can describe herself as gutsy, she stands that little bit taller. She feels that little bit more empowered in herself. And so it is a full-blown affirmation, I am a gutsy lady. That is exactly why I created it. So what are three things that I want you to consider if this has inspired you to get out of whatever emotional triggering this um, loss of eggs or losing purpose in your life may have done? Three things. Number one, is that any gutsy lady, any gliding midlifer has taken some time out to listen to their inklings. What do I mean by inklings? They're listening to those little whispers in their being of what lights them up, what gets them excited about these next chapters with or without partner willing to play, with or without 
um, the grief attached to not making it, taking advantage of the eggs or just unconditionally listening, taking the time out to listen to what they really, really, really want and and not just listening to it, writing it down, starting to share with people that are important to them, starting to really own those beautiful inklings, whisperings in your soul, those, those, you know, it. there's those, oh, what if, imagine if I could, those, they are inklings. And I want you, the only way you can even listen to them is to have quiet time quite ironic <laughs> if you've had children you often sent them to their room for quiet time I can tell you I would love to be banished to my room now <laughs> have some quiet time It'd be so beautiful to be able to journal or to do some beautiful reading or just check in with yourself so number one is that they take the time out to listen to their inklings and they own those inklings and they act on them number two is that they have taken through that time time to understand their identity or their belief about themselves. How do they see themselves? And they've taken the time to know that the absolute secret to changing and living a life on purpose and going into this next stage of midlife with purpose is about seeing themselves and believing in themselves. Now, what am I saying about seeing themselves differently? Their identity is how they would finish the sentence I am the sort of person who. So Anne Beasley, for example, the woman who went into, she would have absolutely finished this sentence. I am the sort of person who's going to make a choice in my 50s to start and complete a law degree to capitalise on my previous career and contribute at a level that I, that I really, really want to in my final decades of life. So that's the identity piece. Now, if you don't have that identity piece, if you're feeling quite, um, you're quite stuck in this, the current identity you have could be, I am the sort of person who doesn't think I can actually move forward without help from other people or without my partner work, you know, moving forward with me. Or I'm the sort of person who hasn't even really got an understanding of what I want. And that's fine. You've just got to know where your starting point is because all of both those women I've described had absolute vision of the identity and the person they wanted to become through those actions, becoming a flight attendant, you know, living the dream, that childhood dream that Evelyn had. And Anne, you know, living that vision that she saw herself in her older years with purpose. So you have to be able to acknowledge what it is, this new identity. Um, and that's, you know, that's, again, what I help my clients through because it's not about the doing. It's actually about who you want to become. What are the beliefs that you have around that now that are stopping you? And what beliefs do you need to change them into to actually move forward? And now the third thing, and you'll hear this so much in my episodes, it is a lot about choosing the humans that you surround yourself with choosing your cheer squad, choosing your support mechanism, choosing to have other gutsy ladies in your sphere who will bolster you through the tough bits but will also give you really cool ideas about how they're doing it their way 
and how that could fit in with you about how you want to move forward. So it's so important the people that you are surrounding yourself with, particularly if you are finding this um, phase in your life that you are grinding through midlife and if you are really honest with yourself when you sit down and reflect that there are a lot of other women in your life that are grinding too. And if that's the case and you do not have, you are not in a space with other women that are starting to glide or are gliding in midlife, then there's, you know, common discussion out there that you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself most with. Now, that actually was bastardized, that quote. But what it's saying is that the humans that you surround yourself with become your norms and they become very much about your values. So if you are wanting to start gliding in midlife, you're wanting to have purpose in midlife, you're wanting to take these um, this next phase without eggs and turn it into something incredible, but all the women around you aren't seeing it that way, you've got to change or you've got to go and find yourself another group of women who are doing that because women, uh, humans mimic, humans mirror. And so... Some of the frustration you could be having is that you are currently, you've got all these inklings, you've spent the time to work out that, you know the beliefs and identities about yourself that you want to move forward, but the humans that you're spending a majority of your time with aren't thinking like you're thinking. That's going to hold you back. And you don't have to do that overnight. You can still keep that friendship group, but go and find another group of women aspirational for you women that are doing it the way you want to do it. And you start to spend more and more time with them and you will naturally start to mimic and act in that way. So the three things that I I think you've really got to consider if you want to start gliding through this midlife phase as your eggs dwindle or cease, your egg status, (laughs) is to take some time out to listen to your inklings, listen to what it is you want and then start to own that. Second thing is to start to get really clear on who the person is you want to become through acting on those inklings. And third thing, start to surround yourself with other gutsy ladies, other women who've chosen to be courageous and determined and live with spirit to capitalize on these years of their life moving forward. So I hope this has, you know, been what you hoped it would be when you clicked on about egg status and and purpose. And I want to leave you with just one parting note. And at the end of the day, this is my belief, is that living a life on purpose with or without eggs is a choice. It is an absolute choice. And the sooner you see it as a choice, and it is available to you, it's just about your thinking that could be stopping it, so much of your life will change. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. Have you joined my free habit reinvention challenge? If not, why not? Go to bellareynolds.com.au forward slash habits. In seven days, you'll know how to make over your health, wealth, and relationships. Sounds good? See you there.